So Apple just wrapped up its Time Flies event where the company announced a handful of new products and perhaps most notably some new services. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow. This is Jason Squared. And today we have a special guest, ZDNet's editor-in-chief, Larry Dignan. Thanks for joining us, Larry. Larry, so we'll start with you. They announced some Apple Watches today. What'd you think? I, you know, I came into this event, I was sort of thinking it wasn't going to be a whole lot. I was thinking it was like watching a trailer before a blockbuster movie, you know, as well <laughs> waiting right. for the iPhone. Yeah. Um, but got to admit, I came away kind of impressed. Um, you know, the specs were good and all that good stuff, but just the business strategy is, is the thing I'm most interested in at this point. Um, but let's just do the products first. So the Apple Watch uh, Series 6 looks like a fine upgrade. They have, you know, to me, all the innovation almost looks like it was in the watch bands, whether these things just kind of slip over. Um, and, you know, they really push the health message, which, which I think is interesting. But, you know, like I'm a Garmin person, so I already have pulse ox and a lot of the things they were talking about. Right. So, you know, that was interesting. But, you know, from a business perspective, you know, like a business model. I think the iPhone or Apple Watch SE was um, pretty smart, right? Because they lower the price points like 279. It's basically, you know, the Series 5 for the most part. Right. And now they have that family sharing app where you're sort of like, you know, maybe you buy one, maybe everybody gets an Apple Watch for Christmas, right? So you sort of see where they're going with it. Um, iPads, very interesting too, because the iPad Air got a nice upgrade. Um, and so did the base iPad. So, you know, I bought the iPad base model last year with a keyboard and all that. And I'm already looking at the new ones thinking, hmm, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just swap yeah. it out. Right. Yeah. $329. Uh, iPad Pro, you're kind of, you're kind of looking at this and going, eh, what'd I do that for? Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then the main thing, yeah, Jason, uh, Perlo. Uh, the other one, and the other thing that really stuck out for me was just the services, right? Because Apple is almost starting to look like a cable company where they came out with Apple One, you got your individual, your family, your premier plan, and you're just going to wind up buying a device from Apple and paying them a hundred bucks a month in over time, right? And, you know, right now that's kind of capped at 30 bucks a month, but we've all seen this movie before. Those services go up more and more. Um, and then the biggest thing I thought was interesting was the Apple Fitness Plus, where yeah, that's a huge service. That's a huge service. It, it connects your iPads, iPhone, and Apple Watch for the data. And you know, I wasn't watching Peloton shares, you know, that closely. But let's just say I could. I imagine the shares are down because it's. it's um, if I was LA Fitness now, one of those other companies, I would be scared out of my mind. Yeah, well, they're all screwed anyway. Um, right. but Peloton's the one they're screwed by Peloton. Uh, yeah. now the question is, can Apple screw Peloton? And, yeah, and that's I mean, kind of what it is. So from a business strategy perspective, you know, you got good products, you got interesting business strategy. So it, it, it basically, oh, it outperformed what I had expected. Put it that way. Yeah. Perlo, what, what stood out to you? To me, honestly, this is the really big beginning of the services play, right? I mean, the, the, the watch itself, they didn't make any major aesthetic changes to the watch. They added some, some bill of materials improvements in the components on the SPO2 sensor um, software changes. For me, that's enough to buy a Series 6, but I was expecting more aesthetic improvements to the actual hardware. Um, but that's fine. Uh, the, the real big deal is clearly the, the, the Fitness Plus service. 
um, that is going to give them the edge over all their competitors in this space. I, I don't see how Fitbit and Google can compete with something like that. Um, once you've gamified it, once you've added this to a services portfolio, and and look, let's take a look at Apple One because I think that was is honestly the most product part product Apple's introducing this year. Forget all the hardware, forget all the toys. This is how they're going to expand their customer base. This is how they're going to acquire new customers, not necessarily what is retain new existing customers, right? But also acquire new people in, into the Apple fold that weren't Apple customers before. You have all these services. Um, the The family plan of the twenty nine dollars, I think, is an excellent deal. Uh, was it the Pro plan, the uh, the, the Premier. Upper end plan, Premier, that, the Premier. Pr Premier, right, which is, has multiple users attached to it and all that kind of stuff, maximum amount of storage. They're going to keep adding more and more services to this as they go on. Um, you know, they're going to they're trying to essentially develop the same type of a services model um, as as Amazon, right? I mean, I noticed I didn't see they didn't have. Uh, iTunes uh, premium, you know, video content on, added on top of it, or, or they didn't have uh, iBooks uh, e or any of those things. But there's no reason why they can't continue to add those to these services as time goes on. Um, I, I think that this is their most important uh, business play that they could have possibly made for the next five years is, is, is the service. And understand, you know, thirty bucks sounds like a lot of money, but if you're an if you'd say you're already an Apple Card customer, you are generating a lot of cash just sitting around that 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 credit card, just using that for your normal purchases. Yeah. Um, all they all they need to do is had automatic debit from your Apple Cash every month to pay for the damn thing. You've never even seen the money going in and out the door, right? Yeah, you're you're so, basically getting yeah, Apple yeah, One for yeah, free yeah. just by using your Apple Card and accruing the daily cash balance. It it's really smart way to do it. Yeah. As far as the iPads, yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of pissed that I spent you know I don't know eleven hundred dollars on a on a nice iPad Pro. It was in January or February. I'm already looking at saying, well, you know what, I think I want to replace it and I want to go with an iPad Air instead. Um, so I'm already putting those up for sale. Uh, my wife's <laughs> i basic iPad is probably going up for sale. It's going to a relative or something for a gift, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, look, uh, these were uh, you know long uh, anticipated improvements. Um, there's a bunch of products I would have liked to have seen at this event. Um, I would have liked to see the new Apple TV. I think that's probably coming. We want to see the Air Tags, a couple of these other things. I think they're going to reserve those as extras uh, for the next event, probably next month with the with the iPhone. Um, but all in all, I, I think it's it, this was a, a a productive event for them. They had a lot of good products to show. They went they went through a lot of stuff in a lot of in very short time. Uh, you know, yeah, so it's yeah, a lot one of process. One area where I think they missed, though, is the pricing of the Apple Watch SE at 279 yeah. And I know, Larry, you said that is a good pricing. It, it is great for what you're getting. But they kept the Series 3 on at 199 And I would have liked to see the Series 3 just disappear out of the lineup and the Apple Watch SE fill that 199 spot, whether they had to use some sort of plastic housing for it to hit that price point or whatever. And the main reason is... In the keynote, they said that the family setup, which is their kid-friendly, here's an Apple Watch, now yeah. I can track you, you don't need a phone, service only works with Apple Watch Series 4 or newer. So if you want to use it, you cannot pay $199 for the Apple Watch Series 3 and sign your kids up uh, for that service at all. You have to pay $279 at a minimum for a watch that goes on your little kid's wrist, which... I'm not very comfortable with spending that much money um, on an Apple Watch for my kid. One ninety nine, 
Maybe, but 279, well, and that's not even the G or the cellular I, version. I, I think they're just trying to get some inertia before before Christmas. I think that right. we'll probably see that's SE go to 229. They probably have a lot of inventory of the Series 3 left that they want to blow through. They'll probably incentivize that a little bit, you know, something. Maybe they'll go to 179 on that just to get to get rid of them. But um, I think that this is just a temporary pricing. I, I, I think that, I would you know, hope they, so. They, I think it's a little little yeah. too high, especially if you're going to get the cellular model. For uh, I agree with. I agree. I yeah, agree. I, I mean, I, that two seventy nine price point. I was kind of looking at it, and where you see, you know, Apple Watch. I was basically seeing Series Five instead of SE. Sure. No. Yeah, I, and that so, makes sense. Yeah, you're right. From a product naming perspective, if it's going to be the SE, it should right. be cheaper. It should be the bottom line. Yeah. One, one thing that stuck out for me, uh, you know, as you're talking about the family sharing plan, I, I looked at that and then I look at my own kids' behavior and I'm wondering what is the maximum age for that? Because, you know, I was, I was joking on IM, right? Like as that event happened, I was like, oh, wow, it's like a probation, it's like a probation ankle <laughs> yeah. bracelet. It's yeah, like, you're house arrest. <laughs> I can track your little ass all over the place, no matter what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, and but that's going to work till you're about well 13. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Flor- but I live in Florida, dude. We have a lot of you know septa and octogenarians that you know we want to keep track of in Boynton Beach and stuff. So like you know my mother-in-law who's 82, she doesn't own an iPhone. You know, so I I could easily put her on family plan and 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 have and and then she gets all her other you know fall monitoring, all those other things yeah. that she needs. Maybe it's a barbell, right? It's little kids and really old kids. Um, but right. I think that that could be, but I did look at that and I wonder, you know, I was kind of like, wow, okay, so this, this is a lot of kid tracking. Um, sure. And, you know, from the company that's, you know, all about privacy, right? So, and, and you know, it, it's privacy within the family, but some parents go crazy with that stuff, right? So, they do, they do. So I look at it and I kind of see that it's, it's going to cause a little tension. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you set up a family sharing on any Apple iOS device, the Find My app automatically starts tracking location of each other. So this yep. is just an extension of that. But I, yeah, to your point, it, it could get a little out of hand. And when I saw it, the first thing I thought of was my 10-year-old who is going to start joining different baseball teams and going around. And I may not be all able to be at practice with him at all the time. All the time. And he's been asking for a phone and, and that's just too much for, for him. And immediately I thought, this this is perfect. This is great. And then the price point came out and, and you know, kind of took a step back from it. Um, but as far as price point goes for the Apple One Premiere, Jason Perlow and I were talking earlier this week privately about what would we pay for Apple One? And I said $30. I would pay $30 for two terabytes of storage, Apple TV Plus and Apple Music with the family plan plus all the other services, because that's what I pay now. I don't want to increase what I'm paying, and that's exactly what they priced it at. So for me, it's priced exactly where it needs to be, uh, especially with the Apple TV Plus subscription, your promo subscription expiring sometime this month, and I was going to start paying $5 anyways. I think it's it's right on. They have such a large installed base, they don't have to charge a whole lot. No, no, no. and then you throw in Fitness Plus. I don't use Juice Plus ever, so I don't care about that. Um, I don't remember what else was included with it, but well, it has- I, th- I think it'll be a lot like Amazon Prime. Right. Right. So Amazon Prime, I get a bunch of stuff. At the end of the day, it's shipping and video. I yeah. don't even know what the other things are. Right. right? Yeah. 
And it's going to be the same thing for Apple. It's going to be like, all right, so this is storage. And depending on who you are, it's either going to be the fitness thing or maybe the news thing or whatever it is, right? But it'll be two out of those five or six things they're including. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's, it's a perfect little bundle, I, I think, for all of their users. Um, it's interesting that it's not launching everywhere, though. Premiere was limited to select countries, uh, and, and I didn't get to see a list of which ones they were. Yeah, it was. I think it was Europe, UK, um, or Europe, US, and maybe Australia. Um, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a full global rollout by any stretch. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. But for me, I mean, this just kind of shows what Apple is. Like, you know, the innovation is really about the business model, the services, and, you know, you're, you're offering a value, but you're also making a ton of dough too. Um, and it, it's just a fascinating balancing act to watch. Yeah, it really is. And the iPads, you know, the iPad Air, Perlo, I feel for you for having bought an iPad Pro. Oh, the, the man, iPad I'm, I'm, Air, I'm, already, I'm already looking to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the new colors it has a 10.9 inch display so i i'm a little iffy i prefer the bigger 12 point I, I i i like the i like the big screen but i can live without it for for, for a year or so until I, get a new I do one. i do wonder how the touch id thing is going to perform with that top button yeah this is um, the first time we've seen them move the fingerprint sensor out of the home button it's uh well, it's gonna be i know that i've seen it you know i mean i try out all these android devices and sure. sometimes they put them on the side like motorola has the motorola 5g1 has it on the side um, I can never quite get that right though, right? So I don't know hardware-wise beyond that home button. I haven't really seen many vendors get it right. Yeah. Um, you know, without moving it into the screen and even that's yeah. a little wonky from time to time. So I'll be very curious to see, you know, I don't know if I'd rush out and be the touch ID button guinea pig at the top. <laughs> um, but you know. We may, uh, well, we may get it, it in the, we might get it in the iPhone 12 anyway. For all we know. Oh, that would be a Maybe. tight turnaround for them to implement that. You yeah. know, it, it, it would be ideal, especially now with face masks being so common, but it, it would be a tight turnaround for them to make that change from uh, what rumors I've seen. that it, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been out in public and I want to Apple pay something and I'm wearing a mask and I'm pointing and then I, and you know, you forget at this point now you're wearing a mask because it's starting to become so routine. And then you're like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sense. And then you're like, oh crap, I got to hit the I got to hit the, the passcode to, 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 to pay. Um, it would be better, frankly, just, just to have the, to have the touch ideas as an alternative authentication mechanism. Uh, agree with purpose. you 100%. And I agree with you too, Larry. I've tested the Microsoft Surface Duo right now, and it has the side fingerprint thing. And no matter how many times I register it, re-register it, it, it just doesn't always work. You have to sit there and fiddle with it. So it'll be interesting to see what Apple's implementation is like. This is the first time they've tried it. Well, it is what Apple does, right? Like a lot of the features that Apple rolls out, you've seen elsewhere before, it's just been a little kludgy. And then they sort of make it much easier to use, right? So yeah. I, I totally expect that with foldable devices, right? Apple, Apple will be the one to sort of, you know, make, make them sort of mainstream, right? And I think that's, you know, that's going to be interesting to watch for the Touch ID because it might point the way future, it might point the way forward for a lot of things because um, I'm not a big fan of the fingerprint in the screen. Um, Me either. They're just, no, it's you know, I don't like screen it. cover on it. It yeah. just gets, it gets clunky. Perlo, did you have something? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a smudge fest. You know, I've, I've played with it on all the different Chinese phones, whether it's, it's Huawei or, or, or some of the others that are out there. And yeah, I mean, it, it works. Don't get me wrong, it works. But, but it, you know, you, whenever, it, it, that's, that's an action that we use all the time for authentication. And it, it just gets your screen completely smudged up the, the more that you, 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 you keep touching it in that spot. Um, it, it, and it's, 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 it's yucky after a while, so. Yeah, it can get real kludgy, I think, as Larry said. So, Larry, any closing thoughts? No, I, I mean, overall, I, I thought it was a good event. I, I thought it was a little weird that they would do it in, like, two installments with the iPhone next month. But, um, you know, when you look at the time and you're kind of like, wow, that just took an hour? That's fine. You yeah, know, it was recent keynotes, I've been watching the clock. I'm like, oh, my God, I've been sitting down for two hours straight. Shoot me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, overall, it's a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you there. What about you, Perlo? Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I happen to like this forum. I think, you know, even when life gets back to quote unquote normal, I think they should always do it this way in, 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 in digestible, you know, snackable amounts of, you know, of, of one hour, you know, rollouts. You know, because we don't have to worry about people doing the applauses and crap, you know, I mean, yeah, you know what, they're still going to throw their shade at Google during, you know, when they're talking about the iPad, but, you know, we, we move on pretty quickly. We don't have, you know, people snickering and laughing for five minutes while they get to the next thing. So I think that they've got it at a pace where they've got it timed, it's edited, it's ready to go and bang, you know, we, we get all the information that we need. And I, I think that's really a preferable way to do these things. Uh, you know, other vendors should take note. Yep, my biggest gripe with events being done like this is they cram a lot of information into a short amount of time. And it's hard to keep up with, especially when you're having to work and write articles and do that throughout the event. It, there's so much information. Those applause breaks and laughing and snickering usually are that time when you kind of catch up and you know can catch your breath. And looking forward to next month's event with the iPhone 12, where we expect not only iPhone, but possibly AirTags and a new HomePod and uh, Apple Tags and Mac OS, Big Sur, as well as Apple Silicon Macs. That's going to be a lot of information crammed into to maybe a two-hour event. It's going to be a lot to keep up with. But it's By also way, did, they, did they did they say when iOS was and it was an iPad OS was coming out tomorrow? Yeah, okay. iOS fourteen, iPad OS fourteen, as well as Watch OS seven all launch tomorrow. There is yeah, no and, yeah, and we said it in a previous installment that this is going to be one of the first instances where we're going to get the OS before we get the hardware updates. So people yeah. will have a chance to play with their iPhone 11, you know, for a couple of months uh, on iOS 14 before uh, the iPhone 12 comes out. And, and we don't know what the, what, again, what the ship lag is going to be on some of these models. Um, some of these may not, may not even arrive December, January, uh, because of, of whatever, you know, uh, sh uh, shipping delays they have and, and component delays. So it'll be interesting to see how we live with this for a couple of months uh, yeah, while it's, it's out. It's for a lot of people it's going to be the first time they've used a new OS on their older phone, which is good and bad. Well, yeah, like you said, we'll see how it plays out. And next month is going to play out even weirder, I'm sure. Like I was saying, there's going to be a lot of information in a short amount of time. A lot of products expected next month from Apple, starting with the iPhone 12. Well, thanks again for joining us, Larry. It was great to have you on. We really appreciate it. Awesome. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Please make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.